Welcome to Faint Praise. I'm Tony. I'm Eric. And this is a podcast where we watch two similar bad movies and then figure out which one is better. And this time... It oh, gets biblical. Oh, oh boy, did we <laughs> did we watch two bad movies. So this is the... Experience. We didn't even watch it. We just... Yeah, they happened to they us. They happened to us. Yeah. It was like Clockwork Orange. The guy's like holding his <laughs> eyes open. We practically had to do that to each other. Right, I'm, the things I'm, we do for you people... In general, this podcast is all my fault because it was my idea. It is your fault. And I'm the one who wants to do it, blah, 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 blah. But more so than even really any other episode, these movies were my fault. So we've talked about in a couple previous episodes now that I had wanted to compare these two specific movies, which are Exodus, Gods and Kings, and Noah, both from 2014. And I wanted to talk about them because I was really excited that it was two Bible movies from the same year. And that was my whole reason. Really fit the theme. Yeah, that was my whole reason for doing this podcast in the first place was years when two sort of inexplicably similar movies come out at the same time. And then talking about which one is better. So I always had these on my radar and Eric refused he just he just did not want to watch well they were always you'd always have a list of like well let's do either these and these these and these were always the last on my list they're always the dead bottom technically refuse yeah he would skip over most of it specifically single these ones out to say he wouldn't do that and then go on to choose the ones he wanted so a couple episodes ago eric threw down the gauntlet and said you know we'll watch my two top picks and then your two top picks in a row and uh and then the last ones that we watched for Eric as his top picks were actually, you know, fairly, reasonably right, decent, fairly fun, entertaining, you know, goofy, but entertaining. didn't make us want to die thing. You know, it didn't didn't make me regret doing the podcast. Uh, <laughs> and then it came time for me to do my top picks. And I agonized over what I wanted to do, because then once Eric finally called me out and gave me a chance to watch these movies. Well, you didn't. The thing was, you didn't really want to watch these oh, no, movies. Of not. You just liked that this was a good example of your theme of the two movies in the same year and the same idea. Yeah. So you're like, this is what I wanted to do. But then you realize that these are going to be terrible. So, yeah. So then I backpedaled and I was like, now that I have the opportunity to watch them, God, I don't think I can. They're both going to be so awful. They were both. Yeah. So you almost didn't do it. Yeah. They were both epic so they're long you know uh, exodus gods and kings is two and a half hours long noah was two hours and 20 minutes i was like this is just gonna be painful and awful and so i i i could not figure out what to do in its place though and we got down to it and eric was like we need to watch some movies today choose what you're gonna watch don't even tell me just right. surprise just me. like turn it on and at the last second, I just decided to fucking pull that Band-Aid off and go for it. <laughs> and when we sat down and Eric saw the opening title credits for Exodus Gods and Kings, he was just like, you're doing it, huh? Yeah, decided to do it. Yeah, so so I put both of us through this. This is absolutely my fault. It and actually took us two sessions to get through Noah. Yeah. I mean, we det- we decided to do that ahead of time. They were like, we're just going to walk because we really didn't want to sit down and spend because they're so long. So, two and a half hours. We're like, we'll just watch an hour and a half tonight or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So before we get into talking about the movies, I want you to guess both of the Rotten Tomatoes scores right. at the same time without me actually okay. so telling I'll go with Exodus Gods and Kings, I'll guess got in the 20s, 22, and I'll say Noah was like 16. Uh, So not too bad on Exodus Gods and Kings, 30%. Okay. So that's... I was off by 10%. You're you're in the right realm. But in the realm. Right third. Noah, 
76%. What? Yes. What? Yes. So actually going into this, this was another thing that gave me reservations. They were just jerking off to Aronofsky it must, being weird. It must be. It, it must just be the critics were like, we, lo- we love. Without getting into the scores, to me it was the worst movie by far, the worst of the two by far. So it was funny because the other thing that I struggled with was I actually was worried that it was going to be too good for the podcast. I thought there would be no competition. Just given those scores, I figured, right. well, obviously Exodus Like it would be a long, things. slow movie, but that it was going to be good. Right. Like, quote, unquote, good. Yeah, well yeah. Well made, all this other stuff. And, I mean, yeah, to be fair, obviously, it wasn't like a poorly made movie, I guess, but. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's going to be the, the crux of what we're talking about for the rest of the podcast. But yeah. I really, I genuinely like, you know, I don't want to slog through this shitty Ridley Scott, Exodus, Gods and Kings movie. Right, so that we did we that know, one first. We know exactly how it's going to be, and then we're going to watch another movie that's just going to be not even a you fair You know, I think matchup. that was kind of the thing is that Exodus, Gods, and King was pretty much exactly like we expected. We yes. weren't really surprised by it. Right. It, it was, yeah. It wasn't worse than we expected. It wasn't really better. It was, it was pretty exactly, much exactly right. like I expected. It, I mean, With a couple di- things that I was kind of not expecting specifics in the movie, but like overall, yeah, it was, it was what we expected. Yeah, I was not shocked at all by right. anything. Yeah, like you said, obviously specifics. I'm not psychic. I don't know exactly what he's going to do, but... It, once you've watched a few latter-day Ridley Scott movies, you know what you're getting The only into. thing that we were surprised about was that we really thought that the plagues would be a much more significant crux of the plot or the movie when they were really like a 10-minute scene where it like rushes through all of them. Yeah, like yeah. Like the only fucking exciting stuff that's really expecting to happen in this story other than like parting the sea or whatever, it happens in like a 15-minute thing where they rush through it. Yeah, yeah. Really bizarre. But then... You know, with Noah being 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'd actually heard just randomly that it was pretty decent. Uh, I was like, you know, this is an unfair matchup. It was not decent. (laughs) I heard incorrectly. I mean, I, I don't know, though. I can see this being one of those movies that if you really like certain elements of it, then your whole opinion would be different. Because like I said, it's not that this movie was poorly made. You know, honestly... So we just thought there was a lot about it that we were like, this is fucking dumb. I I think it's exact... I think you called it... I think it's critics just really loving Aronofsky. Because I don't look at Rotten Tomatoes audience scores very often, but it is interesting whenever you have... A, uh, a disparity between and, the audience and critic scores, right? And Exodus, Gods and Kings, the audience score is thirty five percent. So it's so very best, nails it, yeah. Exactly. Noah, the audience score is forty one percent. So Still higher than I would have thought. It's higher, but it's you know thirty five points right. it's lower. Totally different. It's ha- it's practically half. Seventy seven is like really high. Yeah. For like after you know years after the movie's out, you get all the reviews are in and stuff. Yeah. That's a fairly solid score it for is. The, a Rotten Tomato. It is. So, but in this one, the the audience was right. I don't know what fucking movie these critics watched, but it was not the same. I movie. think they probably just loved that he did like a twist on, mm-hmm. or like the elements of the uh, the themes that he dealt with in the movie. They probably loved that shit yeah. without actually bothering to recognize that the movie itself was not enjoyable to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, getting into uh, specifically talking about each of the movies, we did watch Exodus: Gods and Kings first. Because I we tend to try to go with the worst movie first. And usually all we have to go off of is Rotten, the Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes or whatever. Or and anything it, else I've heard about it. But I right. had not heard almost anything about, any about, about Exodus, Gods, and Kings. Which is another reason why I figured it would be a, a Forgettable, movie. yeah. Because you didn't hear people saying, this is the worst movie of the year, or blah, 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 whatever. Uh, so anyway, we watched that one first. And my expectations were so low going into it 
that um, it really helped me not be angry by it. And I think, you know, we usually try to do a little bit of a summary up top. Since these are both super famous Bible stories, I don't feel the need to do that. So yeah, Exodus, Gods, and Kings the is the story of Moses. Moses and Noah's and Sarah, story of Noah. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get over the specifics of what they do weird in them. But Sure. So jumping right into the scores. Uh, the way that we score these movies is we have four different categories. Acting, visuals, structure, and entertainment value. And we can give each movie up to five points in each category. And then we total up how many points each movie gets and... And name a winner. So starting off with acting, what did you have to say about acting for Exodus, Gods, and Kings? I put two, mostly related to, I I think it's weird casting choices. Obviously, these guys are all veteran, accomplished actors. You got Christian Bale. You have, what's his name? Couldn't have said it better myself. I gave uh, it two as well. Yeah, but it's bizarre casting. Like John Turturro is like a pharaoh. You have Sigourney Weaver show up for like 30 seconds, (laughs) which is, I can't, I have to imagine that they just had a bunch of scenes with her that they cut out. Why would you even bother getting her? Because they didn't bill her. You shouldn't get billing. You're not bringing anyone into the movie because like Sigourney Weaver's in it. She's just there. And it wasn't a role that you would need a good, like that accomplished, that well-known, that good of an actress. She doesn't look particularly correct for, no one does. She was distracting. Yeah, uh, was, every, well, everyone was distracted because yeah. they didn't, just, like I don't care that they didn't use real Egyptians or all that stuff, but they didn't even have like, everyone look the same you know it's not like yeah. they just quote-unquote whitewashed it yeah. everyone looked different and like yeah. a different ethnicity different accents you know, di- you know what i mean it's just yeah, really bizarre i i kind of i thought about talking about the whitewashing thing i don't even it's not even it's an not even whitewashing thing. it's not even though. a good thing to, just i decided that i don't really want to talk about that because the more i looked into it uh historians and archaeologists don't really even know what ancient Egyptians looked like. Or wh- how they would have compared to... Right. right, right. So that is just, okay, the movie maker can do whatever he wants. But I'm saying it wasn't but, the same. Yeah. That's but what the I think prob- was weird. Oh, no, I'm not disagreeing like, with you. You make them all black or all white or I'm all Middle Eastern looking. To have them look different is just bizarre. The problem is that uh, Egyptian art is so well known and right. understood and s- that when you decide to make people look different than the art it is off-putting right and especially even if the art's wrong like even if the accepted view of what these ancient Egyptians look like is wrong if if you if it's totally unexpected it's just like right right strange so we'll get more into that in the visual section basically with acting acting casting was the biggest issue not acting overall i agree with you so this is possibly one of the more randomly casted movies that we've and it was interesting because everyone was a recognizable actor yeah like every character they had the guy from the robin the bad guy from robin hood he was a small role like every it was which is almost like I wouldn't say that's the case with everyone there were plenty all the main characters there were were plenty of side characters I didn't really know but you know you mentioned Sigourney Weaver shows up for 30 seconds Ben Kingsley's in there for 30 seconds you almost forgot to mention Ben Kingsley because (laughs) the movie forgot about him so Ben Kingsley is throughout the movie but has almost no lines right you've got the guy from Breaking Bad Aaron Paul Paul yeah he's a Um, small role in it and he's I mean they first the the movie doesn't even have the character of Moses' brother Aaron. I swear he's in it for like three seconds. You're right, you're right. He was. Because you're like, I guess he's not even in this. And then they're like, oh, Aaron, come over here. And they don't deal with him at all. Yeah, he just like stands in a hut they don't even, I don't even, I'm not even sure they say this is your brother. I think they do. I, they but they don't, re, they, don't re, they don't say how he knew. And he's practically an extra. I don't even right. know if he has any lines. And that, he's a nobody actor. It's bizarre actor. So, stuff like that. So it's weird because there are a lot of famous faces and they are, they do not fit their roles at all. They don't look right. I said, as soon as I saw John Turturro, I was yeah. like, he's doing his, 
you stole my story face. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like as he's, he plays the Pharaoh. He plays an right. um, older Pharaoh, Pharaoh's father. Well, I mean, Pharaoh's father is Pharaoh, but like he plays, Ramsey's he dad plays or... the father of Moses and Ramses. And then uh, when he dies, Ramses, Joel Edgerton takes over. So Joel Edgerton was a terrible choice yeah. for his. So this movie had real casting issues. It was like Ridley Scott just kind of picked people that he liked and he'd worked with And it was weird before. because Joel Edgerton was the only one that they seemed to try to make look different than he was. You yeah. Know? When the other ones, they just used them like they were. They just fucking pulled Sigourney Weaver off the set of like Alien right. and put her in Same a wig with, or with, something. Same uh, with Christian Bale. Yeah. They just had him, you know, he looks like he always looks. Yeah, you know, Christian Bale, I was pretty disappointed with him in this. I consider him a really great actor. He's he famously... He walk this Yeah, yeah, this. He's, he's famously very, um, very method- uh, obviously, he likes to do the weight fluctuations and everything. Right. And this Physical one, it, transformations it seemed like he lacked confidence in in how he was going to portray. Right, this like role. they did, like he didn't have an idea of what he was going to make this character. Yeah. So I, it's very flat. I wouldn't even call it sleepwalking. It just seems like he was really unsure of what he wanted to do, or like what the character's motivations were, or yeah. anything. Like and for a movie that, that I, and honestly, the movie is that you don't get a good idea of the character's motivations. Oh yeah, well that's a big problem with this movie, right. which is more of a structure thing. But I'll go ahead and say it now um this movie has no no reason for existing like whenever especially with dramas when the filmmaker gets into it and wants to tell this story they kind of have to justify why they want to tell this story it less so like comedies you can just be like care about yeah comedies it's like okay make me laugh that's the reason action it's you know entertain me with spectacle but drama you can't just tell the story you have to have your own voice and your own spin on it. You have to have a reason to care about and, what's uh, happening. And Ridley Scott really didn't have a reason. that You couldn't tell why he wanted to tell this story. So, But worse than that, you couldn't tell why the character even wanted to do... Because like, it's not even... The way they dealt with the... Like Moses talking to God and things like that wasn't very direct in a way that like the God character wasn't exactly telling him like do this do this do this. So yeah. then you figure you're like why is he doing this? Like you don't yeah. get a sense of why he decides to do why the things he that he character. does. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. Like why Moses is doing the, and and maybe God was supposed to have told him specifically, but they don't show that right in their version of it. You know. Right. Okay. So I think we've said everything we, we want to say. Acting, yeah, casting. about acting, and now we've just been talking around the other categories. So let's go ahead and go on to uh, visuals. So I what? said two. I said one and a half, and it's mostly because I barely fucking remember. Uh, that's how it most. Looks. Of, there was a couple that I really didn't like the visuals of it. Most yeah. of it was just lame and boring. So my note is blah bland dark whatever. Right. Like that's just this movie was just a blah and bland dark whatever. Specifically bad ones usually involved CG to do with the plagues. Yeah, and um, and it's disappointing too because. I talked about Egyptian art and the look of the Egyptians, and they didn't do a good job of capturing that feel. No. Uh, which is a really interesting look. And I compared it in my mind to Gods of Egypt, which right. Which was ridiculous. an over-stylized version of that. Yeah. But it was what you expect is that kind of look. It was at least something to latch on to right. and something to be interested by. This movie... This, if you dropped into the movie at any random point, you probably would never have guessed that it was supposed to be about... Moses in Egypt, and yeah. just by the way it looks, I mean. Yeah, because like, even the, I mean, you also, not only do you have an idea of what Egyptians should look like, you have an idea of what 
ancient, like ancient Hebrew Israelites, or ancient e- you know, Israel, should yeah. look like. And nobody looked like anything that you thought they were supposed to look like. Right. And like you said, they, they were inconsistent among themselves. You know, they'd have some black people. They'd have corn-fed white Joel right. Edgerton as their pharaoh. They'd have British fucking dudes. Ripley coming in <laughs> right. from, from the Six spaceship. Six-foot-tall white lady. Yeah, yeah to, to spout two lines of dialogue and right. then disappear. So it just really, it was such a hodgepodge and... Nothing was, you know, our favorite word, nothing was impactful. Right. So I had to, uh, two was fair, but I just went even a little bit lower because I was like, well, this is, this is so fine. nothing. Those are, half point yeah. off isn't significant. Um, okay. I think that's, I think that's all. Visuals. Uh, Not yeah. much to talk about. All right. So scr- structure, as usual, is the big one uh, as far as where this movie went wrong. Uh, tell me, tell me about what you thought about the structure. I said one and a half. I said one. So, yeah, I mean, one and a half is fair. That's kind of our standard faint praise score. I, I thought it was worse than our even standard bad. Well, standard is an average or good. Yeah. It's one, one and a half is bad for structure. I think it's lack, more... of, it's lack of conviction as far as why it even existed I mean, as a yeah, movie but the, was that's a big The reason I said one and a half and not one is because all the problems were pretty much relegated to the story. There weren't big editing issues. There I, weren't big, you know I what I mean? I don't know that like, I agree with that. Uh, you, you think know, there these were characters other that get dropped. The Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney right, but that's Weaver a story. plays that's like the, the mother of That's what Pharaoh. I mean. It's like the story and the the writing. It's not really anything else. The structure encompasses a lot of different things. Yeah. And all the problems were, were pretty much related to that element of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, how, struck, the, like, yeah. how the, the story unfolded, how the, you know, the plot unfolded, and, so, and how sure, it was ordered. Of course, and I thought it was worse than even the average movie that we watched. So. Right, but that's the only category, I think, that really was strong. It was bad. The characterizations were pretty bad. I mean, like you said, you don't even know why your main character Right, but that's Moses to do with the story. Doing, that is the story. Yeah, their portrayal of God like, was all the, a My, my was point is, like, when they had God the screenplay child. written... And they're about to start making the movie. That's where all the problems are. Nothing got worse through the actual process of making the movie with like editing and stuff like that. It was all in basically how they had written the story, how they'd written the characters. Yeah, I guess I don't really understand what what our disagreement is. Um, I just think that there was a lot more that could be. At a one, you're saying there's not a whole lot more that could be messed up. And this was hardly like a chopped up piece of shit or something. It was just... The story was written poorly and it wasn't done well. Um, I, I, one and I, a half is pretty low. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I did feel like it was. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna raise my score on this yeah, one. So it's a. It. It's a two and a half hour long movie that simultaneously a lot is happening and nothing is happening. Right. And you've got a set story. It didn't really stray from the set story all that much. So well, ter- come big... to find out that I don't actually remember a lot of the details of the Moses yeah, story. Yeah, I, re- I realized that during I was both like, of these movies these... when I had to look up a lot of... I was like, of... is this all really the way it went? I don't even remember the story. Yeah, Eric and I both grew up, you know, with these Bible stories and in church and stuff. So, I mean, these are stories that... Obviously, they're lean on on specific details anyway in the biblical stories. Yeah. They don't tell you all. Like, there's not conversations and things like that that happen. Yeah, and especially when you're looking through, like... Uh, user reviews of these. You know, people get really bent out of shape that they don't follow whatever right. facts there are. But I'm totally uninterested in any reality of either of these stories. I uh, Well, the interesting thing yeah. is if you're going to only follow explicitly the things that happen, 
like literally are outlined in the Bible would be like a 15 minute movie. Because like I said, there aren't a whole lot. It's like this happens, this yeah. happens, this happens. Yeah. I mean, but Pharaoh isn't even named when it comes in the to Bible. Like he's the, just Pharaoh. Like right. movies make up that it's Ramses, you know? So yeah. they have to Well, I think historians and stuff of, have figured out like what these. No, no, no. Ramses, the Ramses, I did look this up because I was like, like, I was like, does the Bible say this is Ramses? No, it doesn't Ramses was name. made up by Cecil B. DeMille and the old one. So okay. Ramses was like one of the biggest Pharaohs in and Egypt. And used his name. And he lived to be 90 years old. He really, he was one of the most successful ones of like the new kingdom in Egypt. This was absolutely not okay. Ramses. What was interesting to me about like you mentioning staying true to the story and stuff is that in the movie, it, there is like he is talking to God. There are like the Red Sea parts and all this stuff. But then they also do this. So they're, they're, they haven't constructed a world where this stuff isn't really happening, mm-hmm. you know. But then at the same time, they try to do this like explanation for how the plagues could have happened without just happening literally the way oh, they did in the oh, Bible. Oh, yeah, I mean, that... So that was really bizarre. They were like, oh, the river, yeah. when the Nile turns to red, it's because a bunch of crocodiles eat people. Yeah. And there's so much blood that the whole river turns red. I'm like, what? Yeah, and then they show a quick... 30 second scene of three crocodiles eating 10 people and it's and like okay so this each was other supposed too. to poison the river for the entire like, Nile all, all right. the months yeah well all of the the way they handled all the plagues was horrible because the plagues should be the most it. interesting part the plagues are what breaks and Pharaoh's what was, will and what was uni- really weird about it was that they don't have anywhere in the movie where anyone tells Pharaoh that like these are because you haven't let the people go. Yeah. You know, the plagues just start happening. They're all like, man, this is bullshit. What's all going on? But Moses isn't like coming in in between the plagues being like, hey, let my people go. And he doesn't do it. So there's the next plague. It just shows them all happening in a row. Yeah. And he doesn't even know that Moses is trying to like get the people released. Right. Exactly. So one big thing that this movie did wrong was it barely even had Moses and Pharaoh interact. And in the story, it needs to be, and it is, at least in the Bible, right. and this is one of those things, I'm not saying that I'm pissed that it didn't follow like, the Bible But like, that is the story. You don't the have a story. Makes sense. Yeah. The story is, Moses is speaking on God's behalf. He and his brother Aaron go, they talk to the Pharaoh, they say, God wants you to do this, and if not, he's going to really fucking make you pay. Right. And then the movie completely takes out that part and just has the plagues happen. But to, for their from their perspective, it's just weird shit happening for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, Pharaoh... They don't even know that they're supposed to do anything. Pharaoh doesn't even know. Yeah, exactly. Or they edited even... that scene out or something. Well, you're saying... I guess that's why I'm not... I know that, you know, that you feel like my structure score is too low, but this is why I low. feel like it's chopped up. I feel like there's... It depends. It has that, to have that filmed, might have been yeah. the way it was written. I don't know. Well, I do know just from looking up stuff about the movie that Ridley Scott originally his original cut of the film was, like was four hours. Oh long. shit! So yeah, probably yeah. had a bunch of stuff in there. Then. Yeah. So I think he probably had more fshed out versions of this. Hopefully, you know, maybe right. Sigourney Weaver was in it for longer. Maybe Ben maybe Kingsley had something to do. Maybe there's space in between the plagues where they're talking every time. Or yeah, something. and uh, and not that I think the movie should have been longer because it fucking shouldn't have. It no, it just way... should have been. They should have focused more on certain elements and drastically yeah. reduced others. Yeah, they spent way too long on um him like learning the truth and build up and yeah. well like when when he first gets exiled uh when they first find oh out yeah like making a whole is. new family and uh, like that was way, that was like that 40 shit. minutes of that shit yeah. practically yeah exactly and then um and then even once he gets the 
the um, Hebrews out of Egypt, it's kind of like, oh, and then he wrote the commandments, and then yada, right. yada, yada, they found the promised land, and he was old. Peter's off in the end, yeah. and it was very anticlimactic. It's amazing for a two and a half hour movie. Well, I was movie. also going to say, speaking of anticlimactic, that's a major problem with both of these movies that you have to deal with when you're dealing with a story that everyone knows the major elements of the story and how it turns out. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, it's going to be yeah. really hard. You have to be, do something to make people at all interested in literally what's going on. Like, we know yeah. what happens. We know he gets the people out. We know he makes it through the, across the Red Sea and, yeah. the, and that everything's good. So it's, there's just no tension or anything there for a movie. Right. And uh, obviously we'll go into more detail about it, but Noah at least tried they to tried. deal with that. They did try. Exodus, Gods and Kings, I would say, didn't even try. They didn't even try. And that's why I keep coming back to this, like, Ridley Scott, why did you make they this almost movie? Went the, right, they almost went the other direction and just made everything perfunctory. Like, yeah. plague, 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 this, 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 this. And you're per- like, ugh. Perfunctory is the perfect word. And that's what I couldn't, that's the word I couldn't come up with. But yeah. this movie is just perfunctory. And I don't know why. you why. made it. Yeah, why did they even bother making this? Yeah. What were they trying to tell there's no like themes that are really explored Mm -hmm. or you know it's just bizarre right right so last category moving on to entertainment value what did you give it for that one i put a 0.5 because this movie there's no way i would have finished it if not for the podcast i Um, will say that i probably said i gave it a one because in the in the beginning of the movie you're you're seeing like okay they're gonna make some kind of an interesting elements to this story where showing how it goes down kind of from Mm -hmm. him like finding out that he's hebrew and everything else or israeli and uh yeah but they don't really do anything with it so you start out being like okay maybe i kind of want to see how they deal with the plagues but it just keeps getting worse and worse you know but it's not a total like disaster from the the first minute I, I guess it was for me. I guess for me. I mean, looking problem, back, it is. But yeah. like when you're watching it, there's at least some moment where I'm like, okay, I kind of want to see what happens. Yeah, I, it I wasn't guess, for the whole two hours that I was just like, fuck. It was only for two hour or hour and forty five minutes. So. On the <laughs> on the one hand, when I give super sco- super low entertainment scores like this, usually I'm frustrated and angry. Frustrated, so angry, I would or, say and or bored. The good thing is my expectations were so low because we've watched enough Ridley Scott movies and specifically <laughs> specifically Robin Hood the 2010 right. we were coming Russell off Crow. his disaster with that I expected this to be at that level and it was Robin Hood I was angry while watching it because it was so bad I, it, it shocked me right. this I at least was not shocked my expectations were managed but just puzzled I was it just like, was what? so it was so right on my expectations that I was bored from the first scene i spent the whole thing on my phone <laughs> uh, you know at, at one point i think we were each kind of getting up taking bathroom breaks and stuff and we didn't pause it you know that's the kiss right. of death we didn't even fucking pause it to to walk yeah we would just go from, to yeah. go to the bathroom and also because we were scared of seeing how much longer there was we didn't want to yeah. pause it and see how much movie was left <laughs> yeah so uh so running through Running through the scores, I gave it two, one and a half, one point five for a total of five. I gave it two, two, one and a half, one for a total of six and a half. So total, uh, both of us put together, we gave it an eleven and a half, which is one of the lower scores that that yeah. we've given on this. It's not the lowest, you know. No. Certainly, Lone Ranger is still worse. Because those movies are still more nonsensical yeah. and bizarre. Like this movie, for the most part, you're not confused about what's going on we were confused about because like we said we know the elements of the story so we're like why would it be done this way 
confused about character motivations and things like that. But yeah. we weren't literally confused about what was supposed to be happening for the most part. You there were a couple what? small bits. But. Honestly, I was thinking about this as doing the scores. I I think that part of that is because we know the story. That's what I mean. I but everyone think, knows I think that. if this was... If this was trying to tell a Hindu story or if you've of never the same heard kind of magnitude, story, you, would, you would not know. And those what the plagues fuck is. started, I think we'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? Why? Right. Because also, the other thing really Scott did, he tried to make it all realistic. We talked about that. Oh, right. crocodiles. Like eat weird people, explanations so. for, even though yeah. it wasn't supposed to be natural occurrences. Yeah. Like it was supposed to be God doing this. Right, right. But then he tried to make it like, instead of just saying, because then they would jump from like, oh, we're going to make this weird explanation for how the Nile would turn red instead of just having it turn red but then there's still just the angel of death just swoops in and kills everyone still oh yeah so they still are having like why not just make it a supernatural reason for the turns to blood literally turns to blood you know it it just didn't make any sense right exactly so i think i think it would have been confusing if all of us didn't already know the story at points and i don't think it would have been totally it wouldn't have been totally incomprehensible but it would have been more but there would have been points that were like uh, wait, what are these? Because again, they don't doing. Why is he out in the? And when you go to the Red Sea, he decides you know? to like just start going into the ocean. God doesn't tell him to do that. Yeah. He doesn't say that it's going to part. It just starts parting. Yeah. Like you don't, you wouldn't know what we just know that that happened. But you right. would have no idea what the fuck was happening. They don't explain yeah. any of it. Exactly, exactly. Like why is Pharaoh chasing him? Why? But right. we know because we grew up with the story. Why the characters are doing what they're doing. Right. But if you went into this butt cold, not knowing the story, <laughs> it you. Would be Really you would be confusing so yeah that's why i that's why i gave it a pretty bad pretty bad everything except except acting all right so moving on to noah from the same year uh high rotten tomato score 76 percent. you know we really we were just talking about um well i just realized that uh you know, we weren't very funny on the first half because we were so angry at this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was thinking. Try to, it. but but you're in luck because this one is a lot weirder. I was thinking about it as we were talking. I was like, we're being way too fucking serious. Because we're just like, this, this is yeah. dumb, and this movie's long, and it's stupid. And I, I started to have regrets about talking about Exodus Gods and Kings first. She thinks uh, you all let leave or something. Yeah, yeah, we've lost all our listeners. All two of you guys have given up on us forever. Have no fear, because we're about to talk about. Noah. And uh, <laughs> again, not going to summarize the movie, the man, but I will. The myth, the legend. I will say that, uh, y- you know, when I heard people say that this movie was surprisingly good, I also heard mention of it having rock monsters in it. <laughs> I had no idea it had stuff like that yeah, in it. Yeah. I was so like, oh, what? <laughs> no one talked about it a lot, but when they said it, I thought, in my mind, I figured, okay. It's going to be some deus ex machina, you know, like they're not going to be in the movie. They'll just maybe, maybe at the end after he has to fight some, you know, they'll lift the arc off. I thought that they would come in and save the day and that would be it. No, No. they're pretty much cornerstones of the movie are these like Nephilim fallen angel characters. But instead of just being beings, they're these contorted rock lumps. And they are. They're supposed to have angel spirits inside of them. Main characters for at least the first hour. And it's. Well, and then more so even in the last, like, 20 minutes, they're, they're pretty important, too. Rock monsters? Yeah, they, like, fight everyone that's trying to storm the Ark, and they help them build it. That's not the last 20 minutes. That's the first hour, hour and a oh, half. I guess you're right. This movie's so long. Yeah, so here's a problem with, with, <laughs> with this movie. Well, it's not with this movie. It's how we watched it. We split it up over two Oh, you're months. right. That was, the last, that was the end of the first half. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so this is a two-hour and 20-minute movie. 
And, and it again suffers from what we were saying about other than rock monsters and um, some dick-related stuff that we'll talk about here. <laughs> <laughs> there, we, you know what happens. Yeah. So dragging out this whole process of finding out that he's supposed to build, that there's going to be a flood, then he has to build an ark. There's just, I don't even know how you would make this interesting. Yeah. And so, certainly they don't, but I don't even know how you would. Right, right. But I mean, we, we haven't even gotten into structure or anything no. like that. I just want to preface this by saying we split this movie into two different viewings because we were so, we really didn't want to watch it. We just got off watching Exodus, Gods, and Kings, and I like to go to sleep real early, and I think we didn't start it till later at night. So and I didn't said, know about those the scores, and we at this point we both assumed that it would be worse than God, the Exodus. I assumed it would be better. Oh, you thought it would be better? Yeah. I yeah. thought it would be worse. I assumed it would be better because I knew the score. I knew the score. I always oh, look I up the Rotten Tomatoes yeah, scores. I didn't know the score. I thought it would be worse. No, no, no. No, I, t- I said it at the top of this thing. I was worried that this movie would be too good compared yeah. to Exodus, Gods, and Kings. I thought there would be no competition. Interesting. I thought it was going to be... So why do you want to split it then? Uh, because it was just long. two hours, 20 minutes, yeah. and I was like, I really don't want to watch this whole thing tonight, and I felt like I knew what it was going to be. And uh, we actually didn't. We I did not yeah, exactly. know what this was going to be. <laughs> no, I sort of. Yeah, my expectations were sort of subverted, not in a good way, but yeah. So it was I, just a lot goofier than. I'm wondering if we should just talk about structure first because I feel sure. like you're going to talk because well, you're going to talk about structure throughout all of the categories and it's going to piss me off. So let's get our structure stuff out of the way at first. So tell me what your structure score is. I put one and a half. Um, I put one, so I'm wondering if this is going to be another one where, where, where I'm going to be lower than you on everything, but okay. So tell Maybe. me why one and a half. Uh, it was just a lot of the shit was goofy and, um, doesn't make sense. Like we were saying in this, just like the other movie, a goofy, lot of character rock monsters. Yeah. Eric, you're being oh, oh, unfair. I have a list here. Not just rock <laughs> monsters. We have Bible time rockets and bear traps. Uh, yeah. Sheet metal chains. And a pregnancy test. Prehistoric pregnancy <laughs> yeah, test was one of my test. notes. <laughs> and like this, this movie. whole movie, like the whole vibe is weird. And they introduce things like this weird element, like some unobtainium type element that these guys are using to cause explosions and make it's rocket like launchers. Gold. It's like ex- weird exploding gold that they that has a bunch of energy in it. I don't know if it's supposed to be remnants of these fallen angel characters because it glows the same as them, but it's not the same thing because it's just inert. It's, they have a weird name for it, like cathermium or something. I forget what they called it. You know, I tried to write down what it was and I couldn't And they didn't. It. They and never they didn't give you an lie. explanation yeah. of where it came from or where it goes. Like, it doesn't exist nowadays. They don't say what happened, like that it all got used up or something. So or- this movie is kind of, it takes the opposite approach of Exodus, Gods, and Kings. Exodus, Gods, and Kings tried to be realistic and it tried to ground this Bible story right. in how could this happen in but the But they like actually world. added mysticism yeah. and they gave like yeah. Methuselah weird healing powers and he lives up on this mountain like a swami or whatever the yeah, fuck they call Yeah, this movie guys. went all in with mythology. Right. And the weirdest thing was it wasn't even mythology from the Bible. No. He, Darren Aronofsky made up his own mythology right. and shoehorned it into this extremely famous Bible tale that spans multiple religions. So it was like he wanted to piss everyone off, and it didn't piss me off. I didn't care, but it didn't. It didn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense in the whole in the whole idea of world building. Like, and I actually wanted to bring in and talk about a couple other unrelated movies because recently, within the past few months, I've come to realize something that I really like when a movie does it well, and that is come up with a hanging dong. Sure. Oh, okay, never mind. 
<laughs> um, and and that we are all over. This episode's gonna suck. <laughs> Doing everything wrong, <laughs> going out of what order. What is it? What is it that you the movies that you like? Um, so I like it when a movie tells a story with a mythology from a perspective that seems like people who told the story in the past would have actually told it like this and believed it. And the two examples that have done it really well recently are The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, with, which both of us really loved yeah, and kind of surprised good. us. We didn't expect to love it as much. But like, that's a movie that has that each one of its little stories has ridiculous elements, but they're cowboy campfire stories. So... The segments still ha- are grounded in some kind of realism because right. you can imagine cowboys telling each other these stories and about it makes a guy sense who's blocking the, like yeah. bullets with pans. Right, and, it makes sense within the little stories that they're telling. Yeah, but with this, it doesn't even make you know they don't build the the rules for this world very There's well. No rules. Yeah. yeah, you never know the next thing because I mean, the you're assuming that pull the, out of their pocket. Right. You assume just, that the rules are going to be normal ru- world rules because this was supposed to have happened, and then they adding in the stuff you know like okay angels okay you know the flood and stuff that everyone's accepted happens in this story but -hmm. then they added a bunch of other weird stuff without telling you what the rules are like it's already you're already starting in this weird like scorched earth type of scenario yeah it's almost like post-apocalyptic right and noah and his family like everyone's gonna die anyway in a few years it seems like because there's no more resources yeah they're like starving to death you know that yeah it, it works as a story even in the Bible, I mean, the Bible story works better. And right. it makes I don't know more how sense. else to put it. It makes more sense. You've got the, um, you have a society that's hedonistic and it's strayed from God. And, and everyone's evil. And he wants to wipe evil. the slate clean. Yeah, so God wants to wipe the slate clean and start fresh. And he right. uses Noah as his patriarch to do this. Right. And uh, in this one, it wasn't even like a hedonistic or evil society. It was just kind of like... Well, they were supposed to be, but they didn't show... Like, they barely showed they it. They barely showed anything. Other than like, they'd say like, oh, these people eat animals. You know, and that was like the greatest real sin that they showed was that and the king basically saying that man makes their own destiny. Like those oh, that were like, was a stupid That speech. was really the only thing that they showed them about like the decadence other than... Because when the, he goes, like one of the sons goes to... The town, because he's horny, he's trying to grab some women. And all they're really showing is, like, people starving and trying, like, ripping apart animals because they don't have food or something like that, you know? Like, they don't really do a good job of explaining that this is supposed to be some, like, Sodom and Gomorrah-type decadent society. Well, in this story, that's not what they're supposed to be, I think. Well, you don't know. You don't even know. In this story, it seems to start with the assumption that the earth is already dying. Right. And maybe people killed the earth. Maybe it was because, uh, I I don't, you know, I mean, that's sort of what they, they they sort of overtly say, or Noah at least thinks, that God wants to, yeah, save the earth by getting rid of humans, which I don't know if this is supposed to be some weird, like, global warming thing or something. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But the weird thing about it is that in the, he's conflicted like Noah doesn't like in the as far as I remember I didn't go back and reread this within the past week but as far as I remember there was no confusion about the fact that God wanted Noah and his family to survive and repopulate after the flood in the original story right in this he thinks that God wants all humans to die and he's only building the ark to save the animals and then his family will eventually die off and then the animals will just, then the earth will just survive the way it was meant to. Yeah, and but that's, that's a real problem with this story. Yeah, I it doesn't make a I, lot. I don't it, remember the Bible story extremely well, but you're right. The purpose, I'm pretty sure the I'm purpose positive. was God said, you take your family you're righteous. and start over. Right. And all the sons had wives and, right. and the earth was repopulated from them. But Eric is right. This movie starts with Noah thinking that 
people should go extinct. Right. Which, even if that was the case, why did God even have you survive then? Yeah, why even have him get on the ark? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's extremely annoying because this character of Noah is basically like... I mean, homicidal isn't the right well, word. Well, they have a part where he's about to kill, basically. like, the girl's yeah. baby because he's like, damn it, we weren't supposed to have babies. Yeah, he really thinks that people are just supposed to go extinct. So, right. yeah, so one of his sons has a basically a mate, a wife, but she is supposedly barren from an old injury. And uh, so Noah is okay with her coming on board because she can't have babies. Right. But then, yeah, you reference the fact that Methuselah uh, has magic powers right. and magically makes her able to conceive right so she does get pregnant and noah is like i'm gonna murder that baby when it's it's born if it's a girl if it's a boy it's okay because he'll fucking die off and it'll be fine but i'm gonna murder it if it's a girl and he almost does it and and you're just like this doesn't make any fucking sense and it's worse than that is that they don't have him find out that god wants to repopulate that basically the movie then is that Oh, he's fucked up, and he we're gonna repopulate the earth anyway. And I'm just sad about it because this isn't what God wanted. Yeah, like he thinks he's just fucked. He doesn't kill the kid, but not because he finds out that's not what's supposed to happen. He's just like, I can't do it, even though I think I should. Yeah, yeah. So really weird. I know that one and a half is a low score, but I still think that's a little too high because this movie is kind of nonsensical. Uh, it's got stupid mythology that right. is based in nothing and just came out of Darren Aronofsky's fucking brain. And it brain. is pacing is all wrong. It's oh, got terrible pacing. Horrendous. And it, it didn't help that we split it into two different showings. Right. So basically, we, we watched an hour of it the first night. And then we left an hour and 20 minutes the next night. And I was really pissed off about that because I was like, we're going into having to watch an entire movie's right. worth of movie. And they leave out so many weird things that, regardless of whether they were in the original story or not, just... They would be, they're so key, like exactly how he's supposed to know what's coming and what he's supposed to do. They don't really get into that. He just, it's like, oh, I had a dream about water. I think I should build a container, an ark. And they're like, but he didn't. And then people don't, they don't have anything about the people coming and finding out and calling him an idiot or anything like that. No, in fact, the people believe him all immediately up front. And that, you know, that's what the. That's what the tension should have been in right. this movie. It should have... Most of the movie should have been... His struggle with the people. Yes. Yes. His struggle convincing people that the earth is going to end. And convincing his family, probably. Right. You know, convincing his family to help him with this cockamamie but idea. But instead he gets rock monsters to do it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, like the whole process of the building the ark was easy. The fucking rock monsters helped him. They just him. Glo- all the gloss animals, over it. Yeah. All the animals came in themselves. Just they show didn't up have by the... Like, and that looked terrible, by yeah, the way. They didn't, yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> so they didn't have to go find any animals. The animals just all like, came waltzing right. into the boat. And then they put them to sleep with magic pixie dust. Yeah, with like weird powders yeah and then the evil people the thing that they're doing that's evil is that they're trying to get onto the ark even before the rain starts they totally believe this whole thing right and the uh, and a really important aspect of the story is that they didn't in this right they're just like oh you fucking idiot yeah yeah in this they're like well god like god doesn't know that we make our own destiny oh that oh my god and it's just like what if this doesn't even make any sense yeah the ray winstone the the main antagonist at one point I wrote it down. He said, we are men. We decide if we live or die. And like, we were just both like, what? And I said, <laughs> since it's when? never been like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was like, since when? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you can decide to die at any point. you can't point, decide to you live. you can't decide to live. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, you really You're don't mortal, have a lot huh? of control over that, yeah. actually. Um, okay. So 
Let's let's go back and talk about the sections that we should have talked about first. Okay. Uh, get, we got all I got myself all discombobulated by trying to go out of order. But talk about acting. What did you get? I've said two for acting and casting. Okay, so what did you say? I actually said three. Okay. Um, this was a I considered it a much better acted movie than Exodus: Gods and Kings, and really? it was a much better cast movie. I think. Okay, specifically. I actually really liked Jennifer Connelly in this movie. Yeah, you're probably right. I gave that the same score, and that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. I'll make it two and a half, but okay. I do think, I don't think three. But yeah, it, it definitely well, was, you're well, right. Let's, let's talk about it. You're right in that it was lo- better. Yeah. It was I, better. I think Jennifer Connelly, I actually thought, did uh, more than a decent job. I thought she did a very good job. She did a good, good job. I think she was the only character that was relatable to right. me. Right. And the only one that I think was actually probably miscast was. Hermione, yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. her name Emma is. Emma Watson's Watson. a bad actress. Yeah, she's uh, not good, and she just didn't fit. She didn't have the same look or anything, you yeah. know, and it just didn't didn't seem right. She seemed yeah. out of place. You know, Russell Crowe was very good, though. He was fine. He as, was very yeah. good in what that character... I hated what the What they character. chose for the character. Yeah. I hated the character, I hate how they but, wrote it, but... But he portrayed it very well as right. this man who, as, um, you know, it's his conviction is basically made him a crazy person. Right. And so he's not at all a relatable character because he's doing things like almost killing a baby baby, for no reason because he thinks God wants him to. Um, and then he becomes like yeah, a horrible drunk actor. Yeah, and I think the older, the older yeah. son was kind of a blank slate, nothing he really character. Was. Yeah. He didn't have much to him at all. Yeah, yeah. The older son was barely and there wasn't, a character. And because of that, and the fact that I don't, what's your name yeah. wasn't very good. The, the chemistry between yeah. them wasn't very good. Yeah, yeah. They're both bad actors, so right. there was no chemistry there. But her, and there, there aren't that many other actors. The middle I guess. son was fine. He was fine. Um, so actually, one of the big points of the movie is the the um, the. Tension? Conflict? Yeah, conflict is the word I was looking for. The conflict between the middle son, Ham, and father, Noah. Right. And that does come from the Bible, but they made it into something different right. here. They made it based on the fact that he's not going to have anyone to bang while they're in the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The he's upset about... He's like, I don't have any mate. I want to go right. get a mate. But then the father doesn't want them to actually procreate. So right. he like basically kills the girl that... He Ham comes, brings back. Yeah. Uh, so the kid Ham, played by Logan Lerman, who is a, a repeat on here. He was the he was D'Artagnan from the uh, 2011 Three Musketeers, and I didn't really like him in that. Right. And he's not a bad actor though. He's fine. Um, it, the youngest son didn't even have any lines. Yeah, I'm he was barely sure. in it. And at I think all. they might have switched out actors midway through the movie. And not and know, we might they not didn't have even noticed. Notice. Yeah. Like it literally, he barely even had any screen time <laughs> for being one of only five characters in the movie. Right. It's, uh, they they really didn't want to give him anything to do. So yeah, okay. I think I'll keep my three. It, it might be two and a half and three aren't that different. You know, but you're right. It was. It definitely yeah. was. A step above the other movie in it terms of feel acting. Random. Exodus Gods and Kings. Yeah, it didn't feel nearly as random. But yeah. there wasn't. There was. It felt small, though. I mean, obviously, you're talking about back then. There's only supposed to be, I don't know, maybe hundreds of thousands of humans in the world. It was very sparse. But it was sparsely very populated. Sparse. Yeah, yeah, and just the movie itself felt like you only usually have one or two people that you're interacting with on the screen at any given time. Yeah, that's not the actor's fault. No, though. it's not. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's part of the just, whole structure. I guess it's more thing. visuals too. Yeah, structure and visuals. Yeah, right. there was just not. Just so we can go sparse. right into visuals. Okay, so I said one and a half. For I said visuals, one and a half as well because, like, we were just talking. There's nothing to look at in this movie, and anything they do give you is like a fucking rock monster, and some of it looks exceptionally bad. Like at the very beginning of the movie, there is a the opening shot. The opening shot of a snake. Basically, the Garden of Eden story starts like this weird snake thing. It was so goofy and bad looking. I thought it was one of those, um, 
like production Logo. studio yeah. logos where it's like dun, 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 and yeah. then it shows a snake like it comes right at you this goofy snake face it was a green and I'm just cartoon like, snake it was green cartoony snake and I was like what the fuck I'm like wait this is the movie we cracked up yeah we're we like what we both cracked we're like, up oh the- shit yeah cause you're you know what I didn't pick up on that but you're absolutely right it yeah. looked like the fucking production company logo right you like it was gonna it was slither gonna- up and then freeze and all of a sudden the word would be like you something like, studios green snake studios right yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this was no this was the beginning of the movie it's Starts Literally the off, first visual. It's basically like, it's like weird stylized Like a dream cartoony. sequence almost of. I, I, tell me if I'm crazy on this. It almost reminded me of the animation style that started off Priest. Do you remember that a long yeah. time ago? So it was kind of that same, it, more realistic than that, but sort of herky-jerky, right. almost stop motion. And like obviously. Throwing up images to tell right. the story of like the Garden of Eden. But it looked ugly. It looked stupid. And it looked right. bonkers. And they had, and they they had, um, text interspersed in it and the font of the text yeah was everything like, just looked terrible it was it was like a joke it was almost like a comic sans like <laughs> right. it was like old-timey comic sans it was really weird <laughs> so the movie started off with a real bang. and then they show and then they also go right into the fallen angels and the rock monsters and you're just like what the fuck i think we meet the rock monsters before we meet our, our main character yeah because they're telling it's in yeah. the narration they're telling a story of the yeah. how some of them went off and and like hooked up with the the fallen angels or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so these these the kinds of unobtainium and shit that they don't really explain. Of, yeah, these kinds of sequences are interspersed throughout the whole movie because right. there's some of his because the way that, uh, this is different again than Exodus Gods and Kings because Noah never directly talks to God. He has visions or dreams. Right. Whereas well, Exodus he, Gods and Kings, there's like this little petulant God child that walks literally next talks to, to him. Yeah, yeah. there's like fucking haunting Moses. Right. Who just shows up places. Um, this is not like that. He has visions or dreams. And some of them are this herky-jerky weird animation. Other ones, I actually... There was one of his visions that I was like, if they had done the whole thing like this, yeah. it actually could have been interesting. Like where he was swimming and all the people yes. were underwater and yes, stuff. Yeah. Yes, When he first basically realized... And it realizes, shows his, like, fam- him and his family rising above all the drowning people That or actually looked good. Right, that, that one was cool. the only... But that's probably the only good visual yeah, in the whole movie. I would say that. Because the arc but... itself looks dumb and looks like a prop. Yeah. The rock monsters obviously look ludicrous. The whole movie's boring looking because they're... E- and then like... The whole thing looks like a moonscape of nothingness basically yeah. for the first part of the movie. And then his grandfather Methuselah gives him a seed... And he plants it in like this whole garden or this whole forest <laughs> crops up in literally seconds. Yeah. And like, cool, we'll use this to build the ark. Yeah. And, and it just uh, looks dumb. When they first introduced the rock monsters, which was immediately, Eric went, what is this, Pacific Rim 3? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like mech suits of rock yeah, monsters. Yeah, they were, they were like rock mech suits. It was, uh, and then one of them was sad, so we called him Sad Rock. Right. Sad Rock Meshach and Abednego. <laughs> it was, oh my God. It's, it's a, you know what? It. It tried to do more than Exodus Gods and Kings did. Right. He at least and tried to create like a new story, but you just, I don't think it's ever going to work with a story like yeah. this that has such specific, well known parameters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and I then, think- like you said, you add in the fact that for multiple religions, it's a religious story. Yeah. So some people are going to get pissed off. Yeah. And he just, he, he and it didn't have up, purpose to the changes. Yeah. He made up a whole different conflict 
that didn't fit into... That wasn't into the conflict of the, the story. story. Right. Yeah, so, For, I mean, there there is conflict in the story, and he chose to ignore that and write it out, and then write in this new conflict that doesn't of, make any sense. of Noah thinking that people should go extinct. And right. it just was like, well, why are you fucking doing what you're doing then? Just right. Just drown yourself. Right, just kill your family now, like build yeah. the ark and just kill, kill the family. Just kill them all. Yeah. Why even bother living out the rest of existence if this is what you think Right, why survive on the ark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I didn't give you... I think this. I think we can talk about this in visuals. I didn't give you a chance to talk about your note that was making you laugh. The belt dick. Yeah. <laughs> like speaking of, there's a two more two more visuals I actually okay. wanted to talk about. One is the belt dick. Yeah. And there's this, this one part. It's totally stupid. It is. But there's this one part that once the right after the the flood happens and the ark launches and he's basically still Noah's on the outside still either fighting people off or something i think yeah, he closed the door the, and is fighting people away because yeah. a couple of them got onto the ark yeah so then he finally like the door opens and he finally like, falls in like kind of on his hands and knees yeah but you're just seeing like a backlit shadow and yeah. he has like this old timey like belt where you just put it through a loop and then the belt hangs down yeah. and it just looks like his huge dick is like <laughs> sopping wet and swinging but, but, and i was like wait what is, yeah. is that his dick yeah but one of but one of the funny aspects is his family is already inside the ark and they hear him fighting people off and everything and they're scared you but know, they don't they know think, who won so they, yeah. They don't know who won. So when he comes bursting through the door on like hands and knees, basically. You're not supposed to know yeah, not, whether it's him yeah, right away. Yeah, there's supposed to be some tension with his family not being sure if it is him. And so once we saw this like this belt cock thing, <laughs> yeah. then in the in a Jennifer Connelly voice, we were like, it is your father. I <laughs> yeah. recognize that horse cock anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like swinging in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, for for a director who's so visually oriented. It's such like, a hilarious. You, Maybe we're just pervs and no one else would have noticed that. No, that's exactly what it looked like. It looked like a fucking horse cock. Like, I can't believe they didn't reshoot that. Right. Like, can you tuck the belt yeah, in? Yeah, so you don't look um, like you have an 18-inch yeah, Russell, dick yeah. flopping around. <laughs> This is this is ap- this is ridiculous. Please, <laughs> like, like uh, see that the trouser snakes made it onto the yeah, ark. Yeah. <laughs> Not every horse right. is asleep. Yeah. yeah. And the other visual that was interesting was the end scene once they are the ark lands and is filmed on Black Sands Beach in Iceland, which we recognize because we'd just been there. We got so excited about that. I think because... It, like, it's just cool sat- to see something because yeah. it's an amazing looking place. Yeah. You can see why they would have filmed it there yeah. and to have actually stood... Like literally when he's like getting drunk in the end, like we were in that cave. Like we've sat at that exact same spot on the right. ground in that cave, which is right. pretty cool. Yeah, it was It was pretty cool. And it was, you know, we. it was like a little... Thank you for sitting through this movie right. sort of thing. Now look at a place that And it was a been. super anticlimactic ending too because of that. Oh yeah, you know that Like it, after the arc launches and he fights off the guys, there's like twenty minutes left or something. Yeah. yeah. And uh and then he's like a drunkard because he feels like he fails God because he didn't kill the babies. Right. There ends up being two babies. Which was hilarious because you have tiny little Emma Stone and she gives birth to twins. Right. And like the babies or the CGI babies that they they're created. They're both like bigger than. Yeah, they're both like 14 pound babies. <laughs> She's holding two of them. Yeah. She weighs like 108 pounds yeah, or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. She just gave birth to Oh, and also, this, this isn't really visuals, but I swear that this in the, the um, I guess it, this is one of those things in the Bible that doesn't specify it too much. Because it says in the Bible that it rains for 40 days and 40 nights. But I don't think it specifically says that that's the only time they were on the ark. Does I don't does it ever say how long they're actually on the ark in the Bible? I always assumed it was forty days and forty nights, but that's just how long it rains. Um, I, 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 right? You know what? I thought I looked it up. I think it's something that like different 
parts of the Bible say different things or different translations say different right. things. I don't think it was supposed to be a hugely long time. It's not supposed to be more than a year. Um, no, but I thought it was like a month and a half, but then she basically... Oh, she has a whole pregnancy. She, her whole yeah. her pregnancy comes to term on the... Yeah, you know, stuff like that is kind of like... That doesn't really bother me. It doesn't bother me. I just... It, it, only, bo- it yeah. only bothers me, or not bothers me, it would only be dumb if it literally is in the Bible, like, they were on the ark for 40 days, it's like, why would you just change that? Yeah. I don't care, because they, I mean, <laughs> the rock monsters aren't going to... And the, the missile launchers aren't going to bother you. I don't think the fact that the, yeah. they're on the ark for nine months instead of month and a half is really that big of a deal yeah i mean the whole reason the movie did it was because they wanted her to go through an entire pregnancy and they wanted it to happen because otherwise it would have been too easy for her to escape i guess yeah like her and the because they her and the and her uh i guess husband if you will these the oldest son were gonna leave they like built this little tiny house raft it was like uh almost obnoxiously like well-made yeah. <laughs> like tiny house little raft yeah and yeah. they were gonna go like floating out it was like a the... floating cabin right yeah thing. and uh and then he shoots a missile at yeah, it yeah noah shoots it on fire. one of his like gold missiles at it because one of his unobtainium like, rocks yeah i can't let you have this baby and repopulate the earth right. because god oh i mean he was a horrible character you know that's why i'm saying that i actually thought jennifer connelly did a really good job because um she was the only relatable character, and she she acted the way that I think a wife would act in that kind of situation, trying to or at least in, in a realistic way. Yeah, 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 trying to bring him back to reality, trying to deal with his craziness and his and his uh, his he's dangerous. He's, right, he's basically abusive. I mean, he's he's threatening to murder well, members of the family. And the reason that it doesn't work is because they don't give him any particular re like his dreams and the visions that they show you could have just as easily been interpreted the way that we said like oh God wants only us to survive. Yeah. Like there was nothing that they show you that w- gives him any reason to think that they're all supposed to die and not be, mm. you know. But at one point... So it just makes him seem insane. But at one point, she really gets fed up with him. Yeah. And she she gives him this big speech, this very emotional, very well-done speech, about if he goes through with this, he will, he will die alone with his family hating him. <laughs> yeah. And it was the only satisfying thing in the movie. Well, besides the Iceland and seeing that. Right. But like... That was really the only satisfying oh, the, the, part. The belt dick didn't do it for you. No, no, I guess, I guess not. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the only satisfying part of the movie to me was her. Really, I was like, yeah, give it to him, girl. That's that's what I he know, needs I, to I liked hear. the four thousand BC or whatever it was uh, pregnancy test and oh, bear yeah. traps yeah, and rockets. Put, oh my god! Every <laughs> all of the technology is anachronistic. They had mining equipment, old timey mining. They equipment. literally showed like a big metal. Like, I don't know, it looked like it was from something from a Tatooine or something. It yeah. Looked, and it didn't even tell you what it was supposed to be. I was like, is this even, this would have, was this even in the Iron Age? I don't remember my human history that well, I don't but. Know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know enough about the different ages, but they made it look like Lord of the Rings. They made it right. look like a, uh, like the orcs were attacking something. That's basically right. how the evil people were dressed, was in orcish armor and, and uh, yeah. weaponry. And yeah, they had mining equipment, they had bear traps, they... Uh, Chains and sheet metal. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Uh, and a pregnancy test. And a fucking pregnancy test. So, preposterous, uh, ridiculous. We both gave it the same visual score. Yeah. Skipping over structure, we already talked about that. How about entertainment? I said 0.5. I said 0.5. This was fucking Not painful. much worse it could have been to get through other than been 
Because, like I said, it was, it was edging into the territory of being hilarious yeah. if, if it wasn't so damn slow and boring. Yeah, you know, I couldn't figure out if maybe splitting it up over two different nights uh, was what made it worse. But this movie... I don't think so. It would have been, been even worse because it honestly, it sort of a, was well-suited to split because it has like a double kind of peak. You have like two different problems. You have like getting onto the arc and fighting off the people... And then you have the whole conflict with him and his family yeah. after that. But it's not anywhere near enough to make you keep watching a movie after. And especially, like I said, we know what happens. There is, yeah. We know he doesn't kill his family. Right, so, right. you know, it doesn't. it's a stupid, pointless conflict to begin with. It just only serves to make you annoyed with the characters. Because you're like, we know this doesn't even end up happening. And it's stupid to begin with. And so you're just like waiting for it to be over to see if anything happens that's interesting. Yeah, you know, more so than even with Exodus, Gods, and Kings, I really was just waiting for this to be over. I was saying if we had watched this one first, I might not have finished it. And that is, that might be the first time I've said that for any of these movies. I've never given out a zero entertainment score. I've given out zero structure scores. Right. I've never given out a zero entertainment score, but I came kind of close with this one because... Yeah, I almost did too, but I was like, yeah. I could conceivably we it could laughed. be worse. It, yeah. yeah, there were a couple chuckle-worthy moments. Yeah, I mean, we, we laughed at the visuals. We laughed at the stupid prehistoric pregnancy test. Right. Uh, I think... So the problem was my expectation for this movie was way too high. And that always really affects me. It makes it more painful when you thought it was going to be okay and then it turns yeah. into total garbage. So uh, I did have that frustration and anger with this movie. And then every once in a while something kind of decent would happen. So you'd think like, oh, maybe. Or like you, know. you said, like you did have some decent acting. Yeah, from yes. Certain characters so it was stuff. more of a roller coaster, whereas Exodus, Gods, and Kings was a flat line. It was. Like, it, why are you even here? Yeah, you know? out, out the gate, it was it was just... There was no heartbeat ever in that movie. This would spike up a heartbeat. Yeah, and we would get it, and we went into it, 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 like, kind of recognizing that within the story of Noah, it's that you could come up with an interesting elements to deal with, like, the, yeah. to trying to convince the people or dealing with that. You know, like, even though you know what happens, that you could have something interesting. And they totally ignore that, come up with weird shit that didn't even mm-hmm. really... You know, makes sense. Yeah, and tried to come and then make that into the movies like central right. conflicts, and it was just garbage. Yeah. So I've said many times about these movies that if not for the podcast, this is a movie I wouldn't have finished. But even with the podcast, this is a movie I had a tough time finishing. So yeah, I had to. Ultimately, I still gave it the same entertainment score as Exodus: Gods and Kings because. If you were to try to make me watch either one of these again, I'd I'd fight tooth and nail. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't watch any of them again. It would take um, a significant... All right, running through my scores, I gave it three, one and a half, one point five for a total of six. I gave it two and a half, one and a half, one and a half, point five for a total of six. Six as well. Yeah. So you said, so the total of all of us put together, all, all two of us, uh, is 12 versus 11 and a half for Exodus Gods and Kings. Interesting. So this is interesting. But you can this, see where it's worse. It's yeah. all entertainment. Because even though I only gave a one for entertainment and stuff, yeah. it's still significantly worse on this one, I'd say. Yeah, so I I don't know. Um, well, not significantly. It happen, is worse. The one and, and point five are not that different. This Neither doesn't is happen too often that we disagree amongst the two of us which movie was worse. Because I gave... Exodus a five and I gave Noah a six. 
you gave Exodus six and a half, and I know, and Noah is six. So we but don't those have are, that's that. Just, yeah, almost exactly the I same. Know, yeah. Six and six and a half. Yeah. That's not really enough to say that one's a better movie. This is basically a tie. I, mean, I would these say that trash. Exodus: Gods and Kings is more boring. Yeah. Because this one has weird elements you're not expecting, and yeah. you're like, okay, I, I guess I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. There's rock monsters. <laughs> I mean, you know Noah's gonna make it and shit, but yeah. you don't really know what's gonna happen. Like to me, the most, the only storyline that you're like, oh, let's see what happens was mm-hmm. like finding out if the kid's going to get a wife or not because you're like yeah. oh okay so I don't know what's going to happen this isn't something that's really that they, they're they making this up themselves you know right. so they can do whatever they want with this storyline so who knows what's going to happen and even goes to like the human village to try and find like okay kind of interested to see what happens but they don't go anywhere with it it's mm-hmm. over really quickly well Noah kills his wife or he just he leaves kills... her behind to get trampled yeah, he basically, I, I consider that basically yeah. killing her he had the opportunity to save her right. he had the opportunity and means to save her and he purposefully right. left her to die so that was pretty egregious on his on his character's part and right. pretty surprising actually. well I mean it was all because of like his vision of yeah. thinking that everyone was supposed to die yeah it was stupid but, like, um, why even rescue his single son then? Yeah. You yeah, know? exactly. He's just to, to, like, live out his 900-year lifespan as celibacy on the, with no one else on the planet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. The character was definitely more frustrating. It's, it's funny because uh, Moses in Exodus was... He was a nothing character. You right. know, he was played in kind of a nothing way by Christian Bale. Definitely kind a of a placeholder character. for the story. Yeah, yeah. So they're really... It was hard to feel much about anything in Exodus, Gods and Kings. Whereas Noah was more of a You end up not coaster. liking him because yeah. he's like, this is stupid. It's yeah, so this was shocking because these movies ended up being way more of a close matchup than I thought. Probably I, one of the closest. I don't think I've ever had others that was only off by half a point. Maybe a one point. Maybe one or two. That's, but that's a good point. Are yeah. There, yeah, are there any that, uh, give that me are a, less than a point across? Give me a couple sec- for you. Give for me, me specifically, yeah. For you specifically, because I know we've had our scores match up before pretty closely. Uh, the Lone Ranger and Wild Wild West. We both, I I was lower than you on both of them, but, but our scores were individually both of them. Close. They were individually within half a point. Okay. Um, those might be the only ones. If oh, you actually gave I Frankenstein and Victor Frankenstein. A five and a four and a half. Okay, so it's happened once or twice before. But I mean, at this point, we're getting rare. we're getting up close to forty episodes. Right. So the majority of the time, it's pretty clear. pretty clear. Yeah. And these ones, I was not expecting it to be a close matchup. I thought for sure well, Noah was going to be the way ratings, better. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and then especially after watching Exodus: Gods and Kings, I was like, well, like, that... wow, there's no way it can't be better. The than other this. surprising thing is. Uh, I don't think either of us expected Exodus Gods and Kings to be worse than the 2010 Robin Hood, and it was. Like, Ooh, that's a tough call. I don't yeah. know if it was worse, but it was. Um, well, let me look at let me look at our scores. I think I to think it. my experience in Robin Hood was worse simply because with this movie I was expecting to be bored. Mm-hmm. I wasn't with Robin Hood. You yeah. know, I thought like, hey, there's a chance this could be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, both of us scored Robin Hood slightly higher. So I I scored Robin Hood a six compared to a five for Exodus. I think you, Robin Hood was a slightly better movie, but I think the experience was honestly worse because we had some hope of it being decent. Yeah, exactly. With this one, we were like, all right, let's get this over with. Yeah. We know the general outline of the story, so we know how it turns out. We know it's going to be bo- lame and boring. Yeah, but that was shocking. With Robin Hood, we were just Both like, of us mentioned it while watching this movie. We're like, I think we're going to have to make the official call that Robin Hood is a better movie yeah. than this. So I give a so big... It's actually getting worse. Yeah, I give a big old raspberry to <laughs> to uh, Ridley Scott. Oh, I mean, 
look at Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Yeah. He's clearly getting he's, worse. He's, he's a the, he fucking lost the lunatic. Plot. Yeah. Um, and I've he listened had, to... He his... had, what's his name make out with himself? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. The Fastbender bot. Yeah, the fast bot kissing the other... Uh, the two fast bots Master kissing botting. was horrendous. I hated Alien Covenant so much. Um, it was terrible. So you know what, what aspect I have completely forgotten to keep up? Because uh, a few episodes ago, I introduced, oh, let's have a oh, question. question. Yeah. yeah. And proceeded to completely forget about it. So I, the only question we've actually asked... Let's ask a question. If could you recognize someone by their dick shadow? <laughs> <laughs> if they burst through the door sopping wet with their dick swinging around, could you recognize it? <laughs> Just the, the silhouette. Anyways, what was your actual? Oh, no, no, no. The only actual question we've asked was: uh, Has there play? ever been a? No, good... and you said who should play? Who should have played? Tom Cruise's character. Oh yeah. In uh, what, what, what the fuck was that movie called? Legend. Le- uh, Legend. Uh, yeah, I almost said Legion. Yeah. Who well, no one's answered like... either right. of them. So start answering our questions, people. We we want to hear. We well, want to hear. Fir- that was the first question: Who should play him in Legend? Who should have played that role because he was miscast? Then there was: Has there ever been a good movie with a compound or a pump action crossbow? And I actually I was later found say, out you actually, that they yeah. did feature one briefly in From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. So that question has been answered. Has been asked and answered. If there is a better movie than From Dusk Till Dawn that has... So what has, was your question for this one? I don't know. Uh, do, what could we ask about this one? It has to be somewhat tangentially it related It does. It does. It needs to be kind of related to it. But I want to see if we can make this a regular yeah. thing and actually get people answering it. So maybe... But maybe something about like expectations versus like the last time that you, the, that a movie was so different than what yeah, your expectations Yeah, what was for, for you what movie had the biggest gap between your expectations and what and which direction either direction like you thought it was going to be horrible and it was amazing or you thought it was going to be amazing and it was shit either well, one I guess I guess either one I, specifically for this one I didn't think it was going to be amazing but I thought Noah would be a decent movie for and some it reason is far, I was not expecting it to be good yeah, I hadn't seen the ratings it felt it, I mean it was it was way more of a mess all I was I going was off of was the fact that I had heard zero about it since it came out mm-hmm. no one said anything about it has it maybe even for me you know what maybe the biggest maybe specifically like one was the uh, Name some other movie that has an element that is so surprising, like the rock monsters. Yeah, you know? something that comes out of nowhere that you did right. not expect it. Right. Yeah, the last shocking element. Because rock monsters were not in the fucking trailer or advertising for that movie. No. And the fact that their main characters in the first hour and a half right. is like, okay, they were, the the, uh, the the studio was embarrassed about this. So, yeah. I, so I would say that's my vote for okay. the question. What is, shocking, unexpected element has been in a movie lately that was... Not even lately, just that you you remember. Yeah, 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 that you've watched that stands out. That uh, that even though you saw advertising for the movie and everything, uh, shocked you that it was included in the movie. Interesting. Yeah. So I think that that's it right there. That's it right there. Yeah. So if so, please so answer our answer our questions. Damn it! But uh, (laughs) if you want to find us on Twitter, I am Faint Praise TJ and Eric is Faint Praise EE. Or if you want to send us emails to answer our question or ask us questions, whatever, we are Faint Praise Podcast at gmail.com. I think that is going to do it for us. So thank you for listening, and hopefully you will join us next time. See ya.